I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Is our society plummeting down a spiral that we cannot pull out of? Well, according to a book published by social anthropologist J.D. Unwin called Sex and Culture, we're screwed. In this book, he studied 80 native cultures and six of the major civilizations throughout our history and found that every culture that started to promote sexual immorality and non-monogamous relationships was doomed to collapse. Will America be the next one to fall? Well, we're going to be going over that a lot today. Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk. I'm, as always, your host, Jason Brunt, and we have got another jam-packed episode for you today. We've got some brain-numbing news coming out of none other than our public school system. We've got some positive accomplishments to share in our war on our children's innocence, which is really awesome. And we will be shining the national spotlight on some of the rainbow corruption oozing through our country. And finally, we'll be spending a little bit of time dissecting and discussing the hypocrisy that is the modern American left. But first, a message from Big Brother. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or are affiliated with. We are triggering the radical leftists one by one, more and more, every single day, and it is one of the most satisfying feelings in the entire world. They can't stand the fact that we're exposing their perversion and hypocrisy, and the more that we win, the more vile and aggressive that they become, only cementing the fact that they are not the party of tolerance. And in fact, they are the party of division and hatred. Thanks to groups like Florida Straits, Moms for Liberty, Protect Our Children Project, we are winning ground in this ever-changing cultural war being waged on our children in the Florida school districts. Uh, one such district here in Charlotte County, Florida, where this studio is located and where my kids are in attendance, has made some positive changes recently. After several months and several board meetings, we have exposed enough of their rogue tactics that the new superintendent had to take some added steps to ensure that his district was in compliance with parental rights. Uh, check this article out here. So here's one from an activist group called truthout.org. Florida superintendent orders librarians to purge LGBTQ books from the school district. The school district superintendent of Charlotte County, Florida, has ordered librarians to remove all books and materials containing LGBTQ plus characters from the district's public school libraries. Charlotte County Superintendent Mark Vianello and the school's board's attorney, Michael McKinley, told district librarians at a July meeting that the purging of LGBTQ plus books from the libraries and classrooms were necessary to conform with the state's Don't Say Gay law, which was part passed in March 2022 and expanded to all grades pre-K through 12 in May. Uh, for those of you listening, that would be House Bill 1557 and House Bill 1069. 
The meeting was organized to address concerns from district librarians who were seeking guidance on how to interpret a revised version of the principles of professional conduct for the education profession in Florida, which was rewritten in response to the state's don't say gay law. House Bill 1557-10069. The district librarians asked Vianello if they could retain books in schools and classrooms, libraries with LGBTQ plus characters, as long as they do not have explicit sex scenes or sexual descriptions and are not approaching how-to manuals for how to become an LGBTQ plus person. No, Vianello responded. According to the public records request by the Florida Freedom to Read Project, FFTRP, and shared with popular information. Books with LGBTQ plus characters are not to be included in classrooms, libraries, or school library media centers. Ladies and gentlemen, the rest of this is going to be linked in the description. Look, I know we have beaten this horse to a bloody pulp, but unfortunately the need for repetition is renewed every week with another piece of literature or another display from a divisive club or another video coming out of a teacher trying to push her children into a one-idea system. Look, I don't think a blanket ban on any literature should be even something that we're discussing here in 2023 America. But the problem is these authors and the people that are introducing these books into the school system, they are not being responsible. There's freaking porn. There, there's disgusting language. There's literature and promotional materials coming out of these divisive clubs like the LGBTQ clubs, but it doesn't stop there. Your art clubs, they're in on it. The music clubs, they're in on it. We talked to Leonardo Trent on our, one of our interviews several episodes ago. It is happening there. So we shouldn't even be having this discussion in our country in 2023, but here we are. You know, it's like Newton's third law says, you know, uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. You keep shoving hundreds of books into our school systems that are like Trojan horses with this propaganda that's trying to groom the children. We say grooming, but it is. It's grooming. It's 100% grooming, and that's not an exaggeration. But radical leftists, of course, they'll deny it. We're not grooming the children. Yeah, we get it all the time. We see it through, you know, messages and emails and phone calls that we get. You know, like, oh, we're not grooming children. It's like, well, can you look at some of the things that we've provided? They don't even want to see it. They don't want to see it. I was sitting at a restaurant working on some research here for this podcast. And this dude's sitting next to me. He's kind of looking over my shoulder and stuff. And I can see that. I keep kind of, you know, turning the laptop a little bit so he can't keep seeing. Because let's be honest, when I'm sitting here going through some of these books and images and videos, it's not something I want people seeing me look at. And that's that's terrible that that this stuff is so embarrassing. You don't even want people seeing you looking at it when you're doing research. I, I just, anyway, this guy looks over to me and he's like, oh, well, what are you working on? And I'm like, well, I'm working on some things that uh, you know, expose some of this literature that's being put into the school systems. He's like, oh, well, oh, you're one of those book banners. And I'm like immediately I could tell who I'm dealing with. I'm like, no, I'm not a book banner, but there is some books that are highly inappropriate for the schools. And at this time I was doing a slide on the gender queer book, which we showed you, which had all the wonderful little illustrations of there's no better way to say it pornography so i showed it to him i'm like well yeah check this out this is this is what is being banned 
And he's like, that's not real. I'm like, yes, it is, dude. Show him exactly how it's real. Give him, you know, the articles on the writer who wrote it and their opinions on it. And, and a lot of the activists' opinions and such that say that it should be in the school systems. And he's like, how come I never see this? It's like, because your groups, your mainstream media does not show you how perverted it is. They just try to hyperinflate a radical idea and virtue signal it into existence. Most of the folks that are against us have no clue what is actually going on in the schools. And look, we have nothing against the gay community. We have many members of Florida Straits that are of the gay community. I've got friends from the gay community. Every single one of them agree that this is going too far in the school systems. Have your parades, have your clubs, have your gatherings, do your thing, have fun. But when you start putting it against our kids, that's where we're coming after you. I'm not going to allow it. I'll speak till my last breath until this crap is out of schools. But I'll tell you right now, as soon as you get it out of all our school systems and you stop trying to indoctrinate our children, I'll wash my hands and walk away. I don't care what you do as an adult. You, you can chop your leg off, call yourself Skippy, do whatever the hell you want to do as an adult. I don't care. But once it starts infringing on the way that I live my life or the way that my children are being raised, that is where we draw the line. So in Put Between a Rock and a Hard Place, superintendent down here in Charlotte County is like, well, can we afford to employ a full-time moderation crew to try to go through every one of these Trojan horse books that they're trying to throw in? 300 books have been banned that all follow this same type of propaganda and sexualization of our children in less than one year. Could you imagine the amount of resources that would have to be put into place to have a team of people literally watching out for all of these books line by line picture by picture frame by frame to try to make sure that our kids can be if it's not because this campaign of, of aggressiveness is shoving it from every angle from the teachers from their tiktoks to their social medias to their clubs to their celebrations to their stickers to their flags it's overkill so this guy's like, all right, well, what would we do? Since the, since the fire hose is full on, let's cut the flow off for a little while so that way we can sit back and re-strategize because this is going into a, a realm of Hitler youth indoctrination. This is something that we need to stop before it continues. And even if you're on the left and in this radical group that's trying to perpetuate this, what, what are you going to do when the tables turn? The tables always turn. Look at what doors you're opening that are going to end up being the doors to your hell in the future. It is not safe. Look, celebrate humans for being humans. Celebrate every American for being American. We don't need to subcategorize all of these different classes of people. All it does is create division. I've used the analogy about Sesame Street many times. I'll do it again. We never cared that the characters were blue, red, purple. One was a bird. One was a fluffy elephant. We didn't give two craps. None of us ever even talked about it. You know why? Because at the time, Sesame Street didn't talk about it. It wasn't an issue. It was a moot point. They were all just Muppets. Why can't we adopt the mentality that we had growing up as children where we were colorblind and blind to anybody's cultural issues or, or celebrations or whatever? And why can't we just come together as one human race, one population, one 
country and say, we are proud of being American. We can, but the problem is these radical groups, they don't want it. They want control and they want domination. It's an inevitable outcome that we're going to be in this culture war for quite a long time unless everybody starts waking up. And that's not just the folks on the radical left. That's also the folks on the radical right. We need to come together. We need to put our differences aside and realize that these are all designed constructs by somebody much larger and more powerful than we all are who's using us as pawns on their little game of chess. Yeah, that's why I'm an independent. I can't join any party any longer. I did 36 years in the Democrat Party. I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left me. And I want to show you a picture here. I'm going to put it up on the screen. This is a picture that my aunt gave me when I was a child. She got it in 1969, and it's called the Newark Pledge. I will oppose any unjust war my country may undertake. I consider it my right and my duty to judge the morality of my government's actions I commit my personal energy to the creation of a peaceful and humane society. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I can't be on the left anymore because that is almost a talking point from the right. But I'm not going to go hopping on the fence of the conservative train too hard on that one because let's be real. I mean, this is an ever-evolving dichotomy that goes back and forth, back and forth between the left and the right. It's two heads of the sna same snake, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's a corrupt system from start to finish. We're only giving it, it's the illusion of choice is what it truly is. And we see that in the House with, with Speaker McCarthy and how he's a rhino and all of these sellouts that we keep seeing claim to champion, you know, American people's values. Then the second that they get into office, oh, well, I'm going to go with what my lobbyist said. But man, if you got a lobbyist or a super PAC or anything, I don't think you should be running. That's the reason I voted for Trump the first time is he didn't have a super PAC. And I figured, well, that's probably a good gamble to take. And as it turns out, he was one of the best presidents that we've ever seen in this country. This, this campaign coming from the politics to the LGBTQ to the COVID and all that other garbage, it's a well-designed attack in every facet of our society. And we're, we, we need to take a stand and we need to do it now. It's not just keyboard warrior, guys. You got to get up off your rear ends. You got to start squeaking, making noise. You know, I, I do this podcast and go to school boards and dude, I'm just a guy. I'm an average dude. I'm a father of five kids. I raise my family. I go to work. I sweat. I make money, I come home, I cook dinner, do laundry, and I do it again the next day. I was thrown into the limelight from a three-minute speech, and then I was attacked viciously by the LGBTQ activists threatening myself, death threats on our family. They visited our house and thrown turds at it. They've threatened homosexual rape on my children. I mean, this is that tolerant left party. So it's really hard for me to even give that side of the fence any consideration when it's been hijacked by these progressive activists. So if you're listening to this and you're one of those logical and moderate leftists, you need to start denouncing some of these radicals in your party as well. Uh, here's another Trojan horse to promote further indoctrination. Let me put this on the screen. So here we are on the Herald Tribune. Sarasota school leaders talk spending for expanding mental health services. Mental health is at the center of discussions taking place among Sarasota County leaders as county commissioners consider plans on the creation of a new special taxing district to pay for mental health services, school leaders are emphasizing how important expanded mental health services are, especially in the aftermath of COVID-19. Hmm problems you caused 
through your radical behaviors during COVID-19. On Tuesday, the Sarasota County School Board met with the leaders from Florida Center and First Step Sarasota to discuss a significant expansion of the services both nonprofit agencies provide to Sarasota schools. The Florida Center provides mental health clinicians to the district's elementary schools, while First Step works with students in middle and high school. Florida Center Chief Operations Officer Christy Goglund says she hopes to double the number of mental health clinicians within the district's elementary schools. It is a really big job, Scoglin said. They work for us and are also in the schools, so they are often split between duties for the organization and duties for the school. Former Sarasota County Sheriff and First Step CEO Tom Knight is pushing for several new positions, including three program managers to oversee specific geographic areas within the county. The program officials are also asking for new mental health therapists in each middle school and high school. Knight highlighted how effective the agency's mobile response team had been in responding to a school if a student is at risk for suicide or self-harm, and he said an expansion of the program would yield immediate results. It's going to be huge for our district, huge for the community, Knight said. If the clinician is able to de-escalate the student and the student does not need to be involuntarily committed, they immediately connect them to a mental health service and counseling service for the family. Knight presented data showing that 120 possible involuntary commitments had been diverted through early intervention by the district's mobile response team and that more than 1,000 students were currently engaged in some form of counseling or mental health therapy. School is not the place to provide counseling. How can students learn if they are not feeling well? School board member Tom Edwards said, If they're not doing well, if they're in trauma with their family, how can they learn? Now, you know, Sarasota School District is one of the absolute worst in the entire 67 counties of Florida. And we've already gone over many of their abuses of parental rights and violations of state laws. But one of the key takeaways from this is school board member Tom Edwards when he said, how can students learn if they are not feeling well? And that's that's a fair assessment. But then he goes further and says, if they are not doing well, if they are in trauma with their family, how they can they learn? This is the Trojan horse back door that they're trying to get in there. $20 million in these mental health services disguised as mental health services, but they're infiltrating counselors that have had DEI training and that are going to try to tell the children that what your parents have taught you, the values you've been raised in, the faith that you have is wrong. And we're here to show you the right way. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hitler Youth Program. This is exactly what the Hitler Youth Program was. This is something that we need to put the brakes on, but they already passed it. They already voted on it, and they already passed it. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in Sarasota County, watch out. Watch out, because these guidance counselors with the safe space stickers on their windows that are all rainbow colors that openly advertise, we don't share your values, Now they got $20 million in their pocket to put more of it into the school system for your children to have to swallow and process. Get involved. Sign slips to make sure that your children are not being talked to without your permission. You can do that. You can go to the school and you can say, my child does not have permission to be interviewed by counselors, by state representatives, 
or anything of that nature, get involved and get your kids opted out of that one. That is Big Brother 1984 Dangerous. Mentioned the Nazi youth, so I wanted to read you a, a clip here, and this is just uh, this is from Liberal Wikipedia. All right, so not in a propaganda directed at children in Nazi Germany between the 1920s and 1945 to influence values and beliefs of the future generation of German citizens, according to their political agenda and ideology. The Nazi Party targeted children with mandatory youth organizations. LGBTQ clubs, school courses on racial purity, DEI classes, and anti-Semitic children's books. Anti-straight, white, Christian person. The Nazi party's propaganda took advantage of children's ignorance and instructed them through mental health counselors to deny their parents and worship the state. Please tell me how this is not very similar. And anything that holds any similarities to Nazi Germany, we should probably avoid. It didn't seem like it worked out good in any way, shape, or form for anybody. Check this next one out. This one's here in the old Tampa Bay Times. <laughs> to opt in or opt out, the choice changes for parents in Florida schools. The big story. Parents have for years been able to opt their children out of school lessons and events they didn't want them to experience. Schools have offered alternative assignments and other activities to ensure families have choices, as they should. More recently, though, some Republican officials and conservative activists have argued that opting out is not enough. In the name of what they view as parental rights, they have pushed for parents to opt out in for a growing number of things that schools provide and shouldn't provide. They argue it's the best way to make sure that parents really have a say in what their children get in the public schools. Some observers suggest that requiring permission slips can have negative consequences for children and schools. It just keeps getting nuttier and nuttier. You shouldn't have to opt in or opt out of anything that has to do with sexualization in a K through 12 public school system. Save it for college. They want to go to electives, take lesbian dance theory in their elective classes. More power to you. You're an adult. You can make your decision. These are children. And, and you, dude, if we're, if we're in California and 90% of your district, the men are wearing dresses and the women have purple hair, well, then... Maybe that's a good thing for your curriculum because that's the majority of your constituents. But if you're in a red state or a red county or something, keep your BS out of our schools because the majority of the taxpayers, the majority of the people that pay property tax and finance your salaries and the entire district don't want it there. Accurate representation or equal. But don't omit and silence folks that don't agree. They tell you, oh, well, you can be an ally. Not everyone wants to be an ally, and that's not a bad thing. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Not everybody wants to be a Cowboys fan. Some people are Patriots fans. You can have your silly little arguments, but you support your team. But then at the end of the day, you can sit there and share a beer and not hate one another. Man, this vitriolistic hatred that keeps coming out is absolutely insane. But so the opt-in, opt-out. Look, if, if, if it's going to have to be there, then you should make sure it's an opt-in, not an opt-out. Because opt-out, some parents aren't that focused. Some people are distracted. Sometimes they have a busy work week. Sometimes they don't know to be involved. Sometimes, like many of the people down here in Charlotte County, they have faith 
that their elected officials are doing what their constituents want. And they feel comforted that they're sitting in a red county, in a red state. Oh, it's not happening here. Oh, yes, it is. But if you're going to have it, there should be an opt-in. It's, hey, we're going to provide this class. We're sending a note home. And if the parents sign the permission slip, then good. But you got these guys like Tom Edwards and all of these other radical activists as well. If there's a problem with the family, then we really need to like intercept and make sure that we can provide a safe space and an environment for children that don't feel comfortable talking to their parents. Well, tough shit. Don't step in. It's not your business. Not your place. Not your child. That's the parent's decision. Again, I said this before. I don't like child protective services. I think they way overreach on a lot of their different things. And they've also got a heavily biased liberal set of counselors as well. So if you're a conservative, it's going to be an uphill battle if they get involved. However, there is an organization in place that if you feel the child is being abused or mistreated, you can contact them. That's their job. You are an activist, an educator, or a school administrator. It is not your job. You don't have to provide emotional support counseling for these children that are going through any problem without notifying and getting the permission from the parents first because they might not agree with some of the methods of healing or suggestions that that counselor might offer. And a perfect example is if a counselor has that rainbow safe space sticker on their door and this child comes from a Christian home, is a practicing Christian child, and he needs some counseling. He does not feel safe going to that counselor. And that's not just hyperbole that I'm making up. That is an actual thing that I have heard from more students and parents than I can count, me and my family included. It does not provide a safe space. It provides division. So all of these things should be opt-in. or not at all. There's an idea. Let's move over to some national news. God bless the patriots over at Florida Straits for putting themselves through the misery of combing through hours of social media videos to find and expose these radical loony tunes that are claiming to be educators but are definitely indoctrinators. So I want you to check this video out that they just came out with uh, today, actually. And it's just another depraved example of all of the teachers around this country trying to indoctrinate your children and the methods that they use to do so. Check it out. Hi there. My name's Katie and I'm a non-binary teacher. I wanted to show you guys a little something and tell you about a project that I'm doing. So follow me. This is my classroom. I'm pretty fond of it. It's looking a little spare right now. We're in a bit of a transition as far as holidays go. And this is my classroom library. And as you can see, it has a lot of books, but there's one big problem with it. None of them look or act or feel like me. So you can help by going to the link in my profile and donating to my Donors Choose project to get more LGBTQ plus friendly books in our school from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. I just got to pause it here for a second. Lady, this is an elementary school classroom. They don't need to know who you stooped on Saturday. This is absurd, lady. Oh my goodness, this is the problem. They feel like they're on a stage in their classroom and they need to put this performance and character to help guide the children through their social worlds. Dude, 
teach math, English, reading, writing. Move on. Leave the kids alone. Look at this twit. What's your teacher's name? Mix. Mix. G. Mix G. Because uh -huh. your teacher is? Binary. Your teacher's non-binary. Uh, Not, your, do you, and do you know what that means? Uh, it's like he, hers, him, uh -huh. she, hers, hers. Do they go by they, them? Yeah. Good to know. They go by every single They thing. go, they use all pronouns? Yeah. Huh. Do you know anyone else on binary? Uh, no. Good to know. I'm about to come out to all my students. So I have a quick announcement for everybody. Can everybody look up from their phones? My class is important, please. Hello, I'm waiting. You guys look at me. So I usually go by Mr. Johnson, but I would like to be called Zoa now. My name is Zoa and I'm non-binary. So you can call me Mr. Zoa. You can call me Miss Zoa. You can call me Mix Zoa. That's M-X period. And I go by all pronouns. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, that's it. Oh, thank you. If you guys, if anybody has any questions, you can ask me at the end of class. So I'm a non-binary preschool teacher, and my kids know I'm non-binary. Um, they know I'm not a girl or a boy. I use they/them pronouns in the classroom. And today, one of the kids goes, "Hey, we've got two boy teachers in the classroom because." The other teacher in the classroom at the time was a guy. And I go, no, there's not. I'm not a girl or a boy, remember? And she goes, oh my God, wait, does that mean you're dead? These people are mentally ill. This is an asylum, and they're being celebrated and it affirmed, right? Affirmed. I gotta be affirmed. We're affirming lunatics, man. We are. These people are out of their minds, and they are openly trying to find ways to, to, to groom the kids in. Like, oh, look at me. I'm gay. Oh, why don't you ask me about it? Do you know what this means? Do you really know what it means? Let me go ahead and explain to you something. You could be both a boy or a girl. No, you can't. No, you can't. And many of us parents don't want you telling our kids that because it's not true. We like to live in the realm of reality. You know, you growing up as a young little boy and you want to be Aquaman. Well, we're going to tell you, I don't think it's a good idea for you to try to hold your breath underwater for 25, 30 minutes while playing with fish. There is a line that needs to be drawn in the sand of reality. And some parents don't want your misconcepted ideas of that reality to be taught to our children. So, you know what? You are hired to teach. So just teach. 
You want to wear a ridiculous outfit to class one day? That's fine. And if a child says, why are you dressed that way? You say, because I felt like dressing this way. You don't need to be like, well, let me tell you because I'm gay. <laughs> and it's so wonderful. And let me tell you about my wife. Let me tell you about how you could also change your gender. Like, no, shut up. The f shut up. This stuff's disgusting. Check this one out. This is an article from the Gateway Pundit. All right. So. Trans male student brutally beats defenseless girl at Woke, Oregon, middle school, leaving her in tears while fellow students film the incident. Women's right activist and former collegiate champion swimmer Riley Gaines uncovered video Thursday showing a trans male student viciously assaulting a helpless girl at school while fellow students filmed the assault instead of coming to the victim's aid. The incident occurred last week at Hazelbrook Middle School, which is located in Oregon, a southwest suburb of Portland. What a surprise. In the video, one can see the trans student sneak up behind the girl and throw her to the ground. He proceeds to yank the girl around by the hair before hitting her several times in the head and shoulders. He can be heard saying, that's what you get, bitch, before landing the final blow and walking away. The girl grabs her purse and slowly gets up. She turns to a cell ca phone camera and says, hit me, hit me, while sobbing. At no time did the students bother to lend a hand, leading Gaines to suspect the whole assault was planned in advance. Riley Gaines, as you most of you already know, is the phenomenal swimmer who was unfortunately robbed of titles because of this dude that goes by the name of Leah Thomas now that is an ogre compared to those women that he loves to go to the changing room with, with all of his biological equipment still intact and watch these girls undress and beat them in competitions. It's really a sad story. Uh, let me show you these two videos here real quick of this dude uh, beating these women for no other reason than from if you look at the comments, you can see a lot of it was instigated because this female did not affirm this student's new gender that is recently acquired. So check these videos out. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been telling you for months, this is getting dangerous. And it started off with the harassing phone calls, some harassing posts on your Facebooks or your Twitters. Then it starts going to them calling your employers. Then it starts going into violence if they're not getting their way. They don't want equality. We've proven that. Florida Straits proves that on a daily basis. They want total submission, total control. If you're not an ally, you're the enemy. Not all of us want to be allies. Uh, you're cisgender. No, the hell I'm not. I'm straight. Get that crap out of my face. That was a term coined by 1990s radical trans activists. I am not cis anything. I'm straight. I've been straight just like tens of thousands of years of people before me. We're all straight. Anyway, this violence now is becoming the next evolution 
in the radical leftist's anger. You know, these people are mentally ill and we're affirming their delusions and giving them an echo chamber to where they feel like they've done something righteous, something justified. Oh, I punched a Nazi. I punched a Sith person. You know, come on. If we don't put the brakes on this, ladies and gentlemen, I've referenced it. It, it, This is getting into a Nazi Germany situation. This is a social engineering campaign that is created not organic. And if you're part of one of these pawns on the chessboard and you're not opening your eyes and seeing this, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're on the far right or the far left or somewhere in between, we are losing control of rational mental stability. We are losing control of our country. We need to band together, put our stupid differences aside, and realize that some things that we are doing are not beneficial for the development of our society. And this is one of those things. You do not mutilate children. You do not manipulate children. You do not take adult anger and adult culture war revenge out on our children. Let the kids be kids and do what they want. But this is going on now. Now they're going to start attacking and you're not going to see this covered. All the mainstream media didn't even cover this story. You know why? Because they don't want you to see the radical progression that this group that they promote is moving towards. But what the heck do you expect? You let the lunatic out of the asylum and you give him free reign. Of course, he's going to make a mess. Let's put the brakes on this, please. Check this one out. This is off of the ACLU, one of uh, the hate groups from the left. I just want everybody to know that the reason why I read some of these lunatic twit sites is because I want you all to hear the language that they use to try to justify their behavior and make people feel guilty for not confirming their delusions and mental illness. So this ACLU article reads, Federal Appeals Court Rejects Request to Block Tennessee Ban on Gender-Affirming Care, otherwise known as Child Mutilation. Cincinnati, Ohio, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals today rejected a request from families and medical providers to block a Tennessee law banning gender-affirming medical care for transgender youth. Today's ruling follows an earlier ruling by the appeals court rejecting a stay request to block enforcement of the law that took effect in July of 2023. Lambda Legal, the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU of Tennessee, and Akin Gump Strauss Hauer and Feld LLP issued the following joint statement. Again, listen to the language that they use here to try to make it feel like we should feel guilty for not wanting to permanently mutilate our children. Quote, This is a devastating result for transgender youth and their families in Tennessee and across the region. The disastrous impact of Tennessee's law and all others like it has already been felt in thousands of homes and communities. Denying transgender youth equality before the law and needlessly withholding the necessary medical care that their families and doctors know is right for them has caused and will continue to cause serious harm. We are assessing our next steps and it will take for, and we will take further action in defense of our clients and the constitutional rights of transgender people in Tennessee and across the country. I love how they frame this. It's an all-out assault on the LGBTQ community. Tennessee just banned gender-affirming care. Gender-affirming care is child mutilation. That's dangerous. It's 
been proven not to be emotionally beneficial for these children. And in fact, many of them are detransitioning and coming out later on as adults saying that that was a terrible idea and it caused permanent damage for the rest of their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, that's sad. Do you not care about people? We don't push this on younger folks. We, we just, these people need therapy. They need somebody to care about them and somebody to help guide them, not to affirm their delusions. And like, I think part of the problem is people are just too proud to admit that. And I don't mean like gay proud. I mean like just self pride. I think people are too proud to admit that they were wrong or that maybe the ship that they've been on board has listed a little bit far to one side and it's not safe to be on any longer. I think people want to feel justified in everything that they've thought. And especially when it comes to these political parties, man, people are really clawed in to their side deep and they don't want to look outside of their box. And that's on both ends of the spectrum. I think it's not a bad thing to be human and say I was wrong. And, and if you were an idiot, admit I was an idiot. And if you're part of something that kind of went a little bit overboard from where you were standing at, it's okay to say, Hey, that's gone a little bit too far for me. That's a bridge too far for me to cross. There's nothing wrong with that. I admit I'm stupid all the time. You have to, I think it builds character and it also shows authenticness. I was going to the gym and I'm not a huge gym attender. I have a home gym, but I wanted to go to the big gym because I got all sorts of different pieces of equipment, right? And I could work on whatever I want and whatever part of the body that I'm trying to focus on. So I get to this one machine and I'm sitting down on it and it's, it's kind of hard to grab a hold of everything, you know, but I finally get my hands in there and I'm like, all right, and I'm sitting there and I'm moving it up and I'm like, all right, I'm doing my thing. And yeah, all right, I get off the machine. I head on over to the treadmill and I'm running off on the treadmill and I see somebody go to the machine that I was just at and they sit down on it backwards. They're sitting there doing some things. I'm like, what an idiot. Look at this guy. <laughs> he don't even know how to use the machine. What an absolute buffoon. And I'm sitting there in my head laughing at him. Thank God I didn't say anything out loud. He gets up, moves around. Another guy comes over to the machine, sits down on the machine backwards again. And he starts working out. It took me a couple seconds to realize, oh, crap. I'm the idiot that everybody was looking at for using the machine backwards. Not the people that I was sitting there criticizing. <laughs> So I admit I'm an idiot and I moved on. Laugh about it. Move on. You have choices in life. You can continue to be like a horse with blinders and run down the path that has been created for you. Or you can take those blinders off and look around a little bit and see, wow, there's other options. And maybe I was not seeing the big picture like this. There's nothing wrong to be blinded. There's nothing wrong that you didn't see the big picture and now you do. So wake up. This indoctrination stuff is happening throughout our country. They are using all of these control tactics to try to corral us and everything and making us look like buffoons and idiots. You remember masks? <laughs> yeah, how they were supposed to work and then they didn't work. There was KN95. Well, those don't really work. And now everybody's coming out saying they don't work. Still, people are wearing masks, which I'm going to show you here. It's an interesting um, article actually about that from uh, none other than MSN.com. Why some people still wear masks, and it's not because of COVID. That's because masks don't work. Though many people consider us to be in a post-pandemic era now, you'll still see a handful of people wearing masks as they go about their daily lives. While COVID concerns are still high for some people, research suggests that there might be 
other motivations behind mask wearing. According to NPR, people are less likely to wear a mask if they perceive themselves as attractive, and the opposite holds true as well. It's all about presentation for some mask wearers. In a study of over a thousand participants, self-evaluated their attractiveness and reported on how likely they were to wear a mask when doing tasks such as walking a dog or doing a job interview. According to the study, the more attractive a person deemed themselves, the less likely they were to wear a mask. However, if a person rated themselves as only average in terms of attraction or even as unattractive, they were more likely to wear a mask. Again, y'all, all the links are going to be in the description for this. And this comes as absolutely no surprise. But if you're one of those folks, just tell people, I'm wearing this because I'm ugly. I'm wearing this because I got some messed up teeth. I'm going to be getting them fixed later. Whatever excuse you got to make, you tell them. You don't sit there and try to chastise folks. Well, I'm trying to save lives. You're the bad guy. No, I'm not. You're ugly. Admit it. You're an idiot and you're ugly. If you ever wore two masks in a car by yourself, you are the king of idiots. Vaccines, 100% effective, 99% effective, 78% effective, 13%. Okay, well, they're not really effective. You need a booster. Well, okay, well, you'll only need two boosters. Well, no, actually, you're going to need three boosters. And now we're on our 17th booster. Stop being idiots. First off, stop taking boosters. Pray it out of you. Do not take another ounce of this dictatorial control from our corrupt government. Do not do it. Don't wear a mask, do not take a vaccine, and do not put up with any more of their campaigns to keep you controlled. Do not comply. Resist 100%. When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. It is your duty and my duty and every one of us patriots' duty to not comply with tyrannical orders. Fight it. Share everything that you can on social media. If it's anything with a conservative or an anti-left-leaning narrative, it's going to be banned. It's going to be shadow banned. It's going to be silenced. We've got plenty of videos that we put out and it'll start getting traction and then it goes completely dark and ghost and there's not a single engagement on it thereafter. So you're going to have to share, ladies and gentlemen, get this stuff out there. Not just our stuff. Check out some other great podcasts. Uh, the TLP podcast, Tom Lipley from Foundation Church has a podcast that comes out, I believe, twice a week and it is absolutely incredible and filled with amazing, useful information delivered from a Christian perspective from somebody that has 25 years experience as a police officer and is a logically thinking patriot. Highly recommend the TLP podcast uh, or go to Foundation Church every single Sunday and get to meet some of the amazing people that are on the same page with us as far as grooming is concerned and vaccinations and indoctrinations and this whole global social engineering experiment. Yeah, we get all sorts of folks that we're starting to bring on the, on board, you know, it started off where we didn't have uh, anything but a small little grassroots movement. You know, we started the social media thing just a couple months ago, started the podcast not that long ago. We've been growing uh, at a pretty alarming rate, which is indicative of how concerned a lot of parents, teachers, and students are about this push of the woke agenda being pushed way too far. So it's time that we put the brakes on it. And it's, it's incredible. A lot of folks, uh, we've got gays against groomers that, that we're going to be sitting down with in the next couple of weeks and having a good conversation about. And that's a group of uh, people from the LGB community that are against the grooming of the children and rightfully so. So I think that's going to be a really interesting conversation when we sit down and talk to them. 
But it's funny, you know, if you look on the social media and all the attacks that we get out there, it's always the same groups of people. It's your you know, liberal white housewife from Connecticut or your cuck white dude with tons of different selfies and virtue signaling pictures all over their pages. It's never people that are based in reality. And that's the people that we need to focus on are the ones that are based in reality and stability. So if you have someone that you know that's on the fence of reality or whatnot, help them. Don't affirm them. Don't be mean, but help them and don't affirm them. You know, it gets thrown in our face all the time. Well, Jesus loved everybody. He did. He did love everybody, but he was also the first one to tell you, hey, I don't agree with what you're doing and you're not going to get to eternal life if you continue to do it that way. But he was never a jerk to them. So don't be a jerk to somebody if you disagree with them. Have a communication with them. Try to have conversations that can lead to positive results, which brings me to our next point. Due to the influx of radical triggered liberals all over uh, through messages, social media, phone calls, and whatnot, we are opening our triggered hotline that's going to be open every single day, seven days a week from 6 to 8 p.m. for all of you Looney Tune leftists that think you have a point to make that can counter any one of the points that we make. So you are welcome to call in, and all calls will be recorded for our entertainment and enjoyment, of course, or possibly an educational conversation, which has never, ever happened in the history of leftism. But you can call one 877 S-T-R-8, the number F-L-A. So that's one eight seven seven str S-T-R-8-F-L-A, one eight seven seven straight Florida from 6 to 8 p.m., seven days a week if you're triggered and you want to just give us a chat and lisp it all out at me. Well, biological ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoy this podcast, please like and subscribe and help us share this content. We are shadow banned on pretty much all major social media platforms with the exception of rumble and truth social so in order for us to get this message out there and expose some of these teachers and give you the information that you need to be armed when you go to these school boards and talk to these administrators it is critical that you help us share all of this uh, information if you want to support this show directly you can check those links down there in the description we've got a link tree which will bring you to all of the links of our straight talk podcast where you can access those links to our locals and patreon page where for only five bucks a month you can subscribe and get access to exclusive content but the best part of it is you support this show directly you'll also be able to get some links for florida straights on that link tree which is the sponsor of this show and florida's only Nonprofit organization dedicated to preserving traditional values and promotion of those traditional values in our schools and communities. These guys are on the forefront of this war and work tirelessly day in and day out to be able to expose these teachers to you and also to provide legal pathways for attorneys to be able to create lawsuits to hold these businesses, these school districts, and public institutions accountable for discriminating against one class of people in favor for another. So it's critical that you get over there and help these folks out. Money does not grow on trees and they are fighting a campaign of woke activist groups that is in numerous and has tons of finances. So it's critical that you can help them out. Go to www.floridastraits.com, make a one-time donation and join the war in fighting for our children's innocence. If you want a sweet way to support this show, we have got Make Honey Great 
again. So not only do you get a wonderful product, but you also support this show directly. It comes in a bottle in the shape of the greatest president that we've ever had, number 45, Donald J. Trump. It is made right there in South Carolina in the good old U.S. of A, made by hand and B, with no extra production involved. They employ local citizens and help save the environment by sustaining the bee population. So head on over to www.makehoneygreatagain.com. Use promo code STRAIGHT to support this show directly. That's S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T. And we would be absolutely satisfied with this product. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to introduce you to one of our newest Patriot companies to come underneath our Patriot umbrella, and that is Tolmer Supply. So at www.tolmersupply.com, that's T-U-L-M-E-R, supply.com, you can get access to some of the most exquisite kitchen knives and accessories that money can buy. Priced at an affordable price, but certainly not a cheap product. Head on over to TalmerSupply.com and check out some of these exquisite blades that they have from Damascus Steel products to some of the most top-end cutlery that you can find at a price that is not going to break the bank. So if you're looking to cut up some cheese or meat or you want to use this blade for some good old gender-affirming care, then head on over to TalmerSupply.com and check out their products over there, and you will not be disappointed. Ladies and gentlemen, that does wrap it up for today's episode. I want to thank you for joining us. Remember, like, subscribe, and share, and we will see you next week on Straight Talk. I'd like to say that I am glad to be alive in a period today where you can openly be anything you want to be without much recourse. And I say not much recourse because there's still some bad people on the planet. Do your thing, boo-boo. However, do you understand why we're not talking to our four and five year old about non-binary queerness and gayness and lesbianisms and all that stuff? It's because they're still trying to figure out why drinking water after eight o'clock makes it be the bed. They're still trying to figure out how to spell their last name. And this whole smirk shit you got going on in your video, that's got some real predator ass vibes to it, okay? You as an adult are locking yourself into a private situation in a private setting with a bunch of kids teaching them things they need not know about at this tender age. It's not your job. Teach them shapes, colors, and don't eat the glue off their hands. And if they come home not eating the boogers, then that's a bonus for me, the parent. Quit indoctrinating our kids. You want to indoctrinate some babies? Go have some of your own. If you want to keep your job, stick to the lesson plan. All right, then.